This is a 980 CKNW podcast. But let us get back to Rick Forchuk and find out what is happening with movies and the various streaming services and such. Good morning, Rick. Good morning, Jill. Good morning. Let's start with Black Panther. I've seen previews, but I'm not, I'm not, I have, I've heard no buzz on whether this is good or a good film or not. This buzz is just amazing on this film. It's also already a record setter at the box office. It's a Marvel film, Jill. It could have been just another big budget smash em up action thriller, but it is far more than that. Taking influences from the James Bond and the Bourne movies, along with plot and character development that transcend the genre. Uh, For sure, you'll get your share of stuff blowing up, but you'll also look into the character and the thinking of T'Challa, played by Chadwick Boseman, who returns to his African nation home of Wakanda to take the throne as part of a normal succession plan. Oscar winner Lupita Nyong'o is his ex-wife, but still a close ally, and Angela Bassett just tears up the scenery and the jungle as the Queen Mother. The hook here is that Wakanda looks just like a normal third-world African nation on the surface, but underneath it is something quite different, decades ahead of the rest of the world in technology because of a mother load of a mystic mineral that's allowed for the development of a highly futuristic society with special effects that would be comfortable in Blade Runner or in Geostorm. Now, because of the African setting, Jill, we don't get the sense that this is a black movie, but rather it's a movie set in a place where whites are in minority, and that's just a fact. I enjoyed the fact that the big villain here was not some off-world creature or race trying to dominate humans, but rather a diabolical character named Eric Killmonger, played by Michael B. Jordan, whose motivation is deeply rooted in betrayal and in resentment, and who, despite his evil nature, is easy to understand as an easy character with which to sympathize. Visually stunning with a remarkable story that touches on race, gender, walls around nations, and what we could all become if we allowed ourselves to honor, uh, this movie is virtually flawless, and it's one for which the sequel will be thirsted after like a dehydrated desert traveler seeking water. Rating is 14A. I can't say enough about Black Panther, Joe. All right. Rave review for that one. What about Early Man? Yeah, this is from the producers of Wallace and Gromit. Uh, It's a stop-motion animation set in the Stone Age when mammoths roamed the Earth, and then not-so-smart cavemen did what they could to cope with this with this world. It's funny, it's cute, it's a little cheeky, uh, but it may not knock your socks off, as did Sean the Sheep movie or Chicken Run, which came from the same producers. Uh, here we have Doug, voiced by Eddie Redmayne. He's a member of a small rabbit-hunting tribe living in a little valley with designs on hunting something bigger, trying to get his mates on side. Going after a mammoth might be the ticket. Everything changes when Lord Noth shows up, voiced by Tom Hiddleston. Noth has just announced the end of the Stone Age and the beginning of the Bronze Age, making Doug and his brethren a subservient crew. Now, this calls for major confrontation, but it's not with clubs and rocks, Jill. Instead, he's trying to beat the emerging Bronze Age people at their own game, which happens to be soccer. So, who knew? It turns out that the Stone Agers are pretty handy at the game, too, and all they don't, they don't bend it like Beckham. They do an inspiring job of setting the tone for what's a fun movie for kids and okay for adults, too. Uh, the rating is PG. That's Early Man. All right. And we have one other film to look at, Samson. Yeah, I would say that this movie, based on the Old Testament story of, in the Bible of a man who had supernatural strength rooted in his hair, is perfectly awful. But as we know, nothing is perfect, Joe. Uh, the film is a mishmash of bad acting, a story that can't keep itself straight despite the source material, and some of the worst wigs and fake beards 
since Edward G. Robinson's turn as Dathan in the Ten Commandments. It's unfortunate because in 1949, Victor Mature played the role with gusto in Cecil B. DeMille's Samson and Delilah. In 1996, uh, we had a version with a badly cast Eric Paul that was still tolerable. Uh, suffice to say for this poorly crafted tale that the book was better, Jill, than Samson. <laughs> All right. Good to know. Uh, let's move on to the uh, streaming services. And we have a return of Carson Kressley. Well, sort of. He's not here, but it's his old series. You're quite right. Uh, it's Queer Eye for the Straight Guy. This is a new TV series. Uh, in 03, Carson Kressley became something of a significant celeb for heading up this series, along with four other gay men who offered commentary and expertise on fashion, interior design, culture, food and wine, and a myriad of things that straight men were deemed to be missing. That series ran until 07 and had just an excellent following. Netflix has now launched a reboot of the series with a new cast of five guys who specialize in such things as health, fashion, wardrobes, grooming, and home decor. Uh, the original was set in New York City. Uh, this one is in Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, but it's a charming, charming series. I quite like it. And I love Carson Kressley in the original. That's Queer Eye for the Straight Guy on Netflix, Joe. Yes, he was extremely entertaining in that in the original version of that. Uh, something a little a little different, too, Midnight Special. Yeah, this one's from 2016, and it's an excellent boy with superpowers movie. And it contains some actors who have made a bigger splash in the two years since this action-adventure tale about a boy and his father on the run from those who would do them harm because of the boy's superpowers. His name is Alton. He's played by Jaden Lieberhar, and he was outstanding a year later as one of the boys in the Stephen King movie, Hit. His dad is played by Michael Shannon, who was the tough CIA agent in the Oscar contender, The Shape of Water. It's an excellent, though often overlooked, film. The rating is PG. That's Midnight Special, Joe. All right. Some good choices on Netflix. So let's take a look at uh, what is happening on Crave TV. Yeah, Crave TV. Well, uh, Crave has got Game of Thrones uh, from 2011 to the present. They've got the whole enchilada. There's good news and bad news here. The good news is that for those who have never gotten onto the Game of Thrones bandwagon, uh, you have a great opportunity now to start with season one and work your way forward. The bad news is that the seventh and final season won't hit our screens until 2019. It's a very long wait for those who have been good stewards of the show. But it is a great way to get it into your blood, though. Uh, While you wait for 2019, that's on Crave TV. It's Game of Thrones, starting with Episode 1, Season 1, Joe. Why such a long delay for the final season? Uh, Two things. Number one is the cost of each episode. It's astronomical. Each episode of Game of Thrones has a budget kind of like a movie budget. Uh, Secondly, because there are international settings involved here, and the show is very, very complex to write, it just takes longer to produce. And, you know, that's one of the great things about cable-driven shows. They are not kind of strapped into this, we have to do an episode every week, and then we've got to be back on this date kind of thing. If it takes longer to do quality work, they just take longer. I know fans of the show are disappointed, but we won't be disappointed in the final output because the quality is exceptional for Game of Thrones, Joe. All right. It will be worth the wait. And uh, always is. All right. Uh, what about uh, TV? I know a lot of people are, are well, uh, perhaps getting up to watch uh, the Olympics or catching up once they get up. Yeah, you're right. Uh, the Canadian rinks figure tonight in both women's and men's competition on CBC Television and Curling. Uh, it also looks at ice dance and women's semifinal hockey. NBC looks at figure skating from an American perspective, while Sportsnet offers a look at Canadian skaters. Now, what's interesting is I noticed on NBC, just passing through, uh, somebody asking, what is the hottest ticket of the Olympics right now? And they said, curling. 
we can't get tickets for curling. It's always sold out. Who'd have thought? Hmm. Yes, who would have thought? All right. Well, there you have it. Lots to watch and to take in. Rick, thank you so much. We'll talk to you next weekend. You bet. Thanks, Jill. That is Rick Forchak. He joins us every Sunday morning, letting us know what's happening in theaters as well as the small screen and the various streaming devices. And there you have it. If you have Crave TV and you've never watched Game of Thrones, you can catch up all of the seasons, but then you do have to wait till 2019 to get the seventh and final season of the program. You've been listening to a 980 CKNW podcast. Listen live at cknw.com, the Radio Player Canada app, Tune in Amazon Alexa, HD Radio at 101.1 FM HD2, and on the AM dial, 980 CKNW. Canada may be known for its landscapes and friendly people, but beneath the surface lies a darker side of crime, history, and the paranormal. Since 2017, the award-winning Dark Poutine podcast has explored the shadowy corners of the Great White North and beyond, delivering chilling tales from a uniquely Canadian perspective. Hosted by Mike Brown and Matthew Stockton with over 300 episodes and fresh releases every Monday, Dark Poutine is your weekly ticket to the creepier side of Canada. Listen to Dark Poutine on Apple, Spotify, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcasts.